0: This is the guru, the girl, and the guy, go- Coach Anderson, Coach Jones, and my dad. Oh man, Jack, you're back, man. Welcome back. We've been missing you. You've been playing <laughs> way too much Jenga and kicking everybody. To-
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he keeps, uh, he keeps what? I mean, he's all about that dang Jenga. We we went out I the bet. other day and he was upset. He was like, where y'all going? It's like, well, we're going to go to a brewery. And he's like, no, 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 no! You're I'm I'm going like that's the Jenga place, <laughs> and not all breweries have Jenga, but This uh, we're gonna no. we're gonna leave you home for this one, but if we go back to that one, I'll take you. So,
0: yeah, there
1: you
0: go. Oh, that's, that's awesome! A, that's a good deal. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Guru, the Girl, and the Guy. My name is Nathan. I am most definitely the guy.
1: Kelsey, and I'm the girl.
0: Uh, Jay,
2: that makes me the guru, I guess
0: <laughs> well y- you got it for now like y'all <laughs> both ended up in the uh in in the uh the championships i'm you've got it for the off season at least how about that yeah well
2: i'm uh I'm already starting to to get the itch man it's summertime yeah. is when it starts to really you know after the draft is I sort of try to say, hey, I'm not looking at any of it and then it just all comes flooding back so <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, this
2: is the time where nothing is really happening. So the news cycles picking up stupid stuff like, you know, guys getting in trouble or (laughs) all that kind of stuff. So I got some good stuff for today about that, too. So
1: nice.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, there there's a there's been a little bit of, I guess, information or I guess some good scores going around with uh, with we've got Basketball trying to wrap up. We've got baseball. They're a month in. Uh, Soccer starting to wrap up, at least in Europe. And uh, the NFL, like you said, everybody's just uh, trying to figure out what's going to happen for next year and making headlines. I did see uh, kind of a bad headline. Uh, Chris Berman, his family, his wife passed away. I I saw that in a car accident. That's that's very sad. Yeah, that is. That's
2: That's tough. It's you know it's such a odd thing. You, I don't know. And she was a school teacher. It said for years and years. I read that article and it was. Yeah. You know those things are terrible, man. Because you really just you never know. I mean that stuff. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Not much to say except you know. You know, Boomer's not my favorite guy, but you you don't wish that on anybody. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. No, that- about them right now.
0: Well, uh, Kelsey, you've uh, you got us our first topic on uh, uh, well, judge calling <laughs> out Coach Strong.
1: Yeah, so I just thought that this was an, an interesting uh, development. Uh, Charlie Strong, former Louisville and UT coach, down at uh, University of South Florida. Uh, it sounds like he is starting to clean house a little bit, similar to what he did in Austin a few years ago. So a couple of his former players have gotten in some legal trouble, and one, uh, the judge for his case called out Coach Strong and his alleged lack of control over the program, um, which I found interesting because this particular player was no longer a member, but all those details aside, you know, what do y'all think about that, about a judge calling out a player's coach by name like that and, and holding him uh, or holding the coach responsible in that manner.
2: I, I think unless you're, it's, it's proven to be some systematic, like, you know, cover up like Baylor or some, you know, some really bad stuff's going on that, that the has proved to, you know, be, be working the back channels to get these guys out of trouble or to protect them. I, I mean, I think it's a little much. I mean, yeah. you can't hold people responsible for other people's actions just because, I mean, the same way if, you know, somebody goes and gets in trouble, you're not going to go after their employer just because they're employed by, right. the, you know, I, now again, if it's a situation, you know, I, I mean, I hate to pile on Baylor, but they deserve it. But, you know, if it's something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that where it's systematic and, you know, it's been proven that there's some shenanigans going on. I think you have a right to say that, but you know, the uh, people forget these are young men. They have been given a lot and you know, sometimes they have that attitude and they just sort of, they expect a lot and they, sometimes they act like knuckleheads, man. Yeah, not all definitely. of them, but you know, I don't, I don't think you can hold a coach responsible for that. So
0: no. Nah, and, and, but it's, it's going back. It, To me, I'm calling out. I mean, it's it's a millennial problem, I think, because then you've got the helicopter parents and you're going to blame the mom or blame the dad for them being too overbearing. And you're blaming their coach. It's like, when are you going to hold that person accountable? I mean, yeah. Like, are we going to blame Aaron Hernandez's coach um, or his parents for doing what he did? Like, come on, you know. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I think it actually is belichick's fault now that i think about
1: it <laughs> everything is belichick's fault I'm fine with that.
2: That <laughs> yeah uh yeah i, I think I-, I sort of question sometimes you see judges like this and you see like you know is this guy trying to get himself in the news is this you know a move to get his name out there um yeah i can see that but yeah i mean so you got to question motives there i, I don't know So.
1: I, I definitely feel the same way in that the judge has since had to recuse herself from the case, so I think she definitely uh, crossed the line
2: to say yeah I, I I didn't read much about it. I just saw the headline, but um that's interesting yeah
0: that's so sad it, it truly is sad it I mean whenever you're gonna make the commentary you're like aren't you supposed to be the law, aren't you supposed yep. to be? Lady Justice up there with the blindfold on and you're going to weigh the facts. You're not going to give an op-ed on what's going on. Yeah. It's Yeah, it seems fishy to me. So,
1: You know, that kind of brings up another point, thinking about groups that are supposed to be uh, not becoming the story themselves. Draymond Green of Golden State has been calling the press out a lot lately. Yeah. And accusing them of just using part of his quotes uh, he said something about, you know, the Cavs are playing great basketball and the opposition doesn't look like they can touch them. And apparently, you know, the press of course reported, Oh, Draymond Green says the cleaves aren't you know, Cleveland Cavs aren't playing anyone and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so he he's basically accusing the press of of trying to spin the story and make, you know, make stories instead of just reporting. Uh,
2: And I get that. But like, I mean, has he been in the NBA? Like, have you been paying (laughs) attention for the last 15 years? That's like, that's what happens. And unless you are, I mean, unless you, hell, I made the joke earlier, like the Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here not to get fined. Like, (laughs) I mean, unless you say nothing, they're going to take your words and spin it. That, that is, what they do that is the the nature of sports media now they need the clicks they need that headline Yeah. they i mean they have to have it and and so if you say anything even remotely off message or you know that that isn't considered like popovich boring you know like (laughs) i'm just giving you the the bare minimum of course they're gonna do that (laughs) yeah i mean he should not be surprised I'm not saying yeah. that it's right and that's what the media should do but like come on dude like I don't he's know He's also
1: he's one that's kind of made himself a target a little bit uh you know going around with some of the flagrant fouls he gets
2: and Yeah. I mean know, he, exactly.
1: taking people yeah.
2: It's not like the media is kicking him in the nuts or anything
0: so
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Exactly. Well uh so that is a yeah. With, with all the talk that's going on. So do you think the talking heads, do you think it's their fault for, for doing that clickbait? Um, like for trying to get more a, out of a story and get you to sucker into it because they know that they're not going to put, uh, coach Popovich's little in between quarter mandatory interview that he has to do they're not going to get anything with that so i mean why not hit up the twitters
2: drive me nuts yeah and i think i mean it's a really good question and like you know the thing that pops off the top, it like honestly that deserves a lot more thought than i'm about to give it but i'm about to give (laughs) you my knee-jerk reaction um i I genuinely think it had it, it started um you know when i was young I remember watching Sports Center all the time. I mean, that's like I would I would have the damn Sports Center on a loop. I would watch the same stupid Sports <laughs> yeah. probably five or six times a day. You know, just yep. I, I don't even know why. It just it, like it would seep into my brain. But yeah, I, I think it started with that. Like when when ESPN was really really popular, and the fact that the the cable companies have moved towards the subscription and the I I know this sounds stupid but like the prices have gotten so much that that ESPN is now suffering I I think sort of when Disney bought it it sort of lost some of its you know following I guess they changed they changed their model a little bit and I think they've really suffered and instead of when you started to see the stuff like You know, pardon the interruption. And you know, you saw those talking head shows. It it got to be too much. I I, maybe it's all Skip Bayless's fault. Like maybe that (laughs) is genuinely where it started. But I think that
1: I hold him responsible as well.
2: Exactly. And And so I think when that when it started to shift to that model, I think they and I think in the beginning they capitalized on the sensationalism, and I think people got tired of it. And instead of going back to their basis and what made them great, I think they just are chasing the the dragon. You know what I mean? They're they're just constantly trying to one up it and it's gotten it's gotten too much. And I, I don't I mean I don't know about you guys. I don't watch ESPN anymore. I don't even go to the site. The only thing that ESPN has anything to do with me is that's where I play my fantasy football. Other than that, that's not where I get my news that's uh, I don't click on their site I go to stuff you know you you know who's making a a comeback or not even a comeback but just a a meteoric rise right now is uh you know barstool sports I think they have tapped into the younger kind of twitter generation and it's it's interesting because they do I, I mean they're like they're like what I, I'd like to call uh they're like a mix of like world star hip hop and, and <laughs> the old ESPN. And so they, you know, they do some, some interesting stuff, I think, but um, I don't get my news from ESPN. And so yeah. I think that's part of it. I think they're just, they're floundering. And, and you see that with the, they just had the huge layoffs, you know, they laid off dudes like Ed yeah. Warder, like that guy's been around forever, you know? Yeah. And so when you're cutting guys like that, it's, it's rough, and, and so I think they're desperate. But well,
0: know. there's such a rise of of internet. I mean, that's where everybody's getting all their stuff from. Yeah. Is the internet based news, or it's a it's a click uh, that you can do on your phone. I mean, even politics. I think uh, Snapchat created their own politics channel just yeah. so they can reach that like that specific medium, but then you have like vice sports and yeah. vice sports is putting out some really, really interesting articles. And I,
2: I dig the vice channel in general. I think they do some good stuff. And I think tying it ESPN getting tied to the, the top tier cable package really turned people off. Like, I mean, it costs too yeah. damn much, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think people just got their started to get their content from other
0: places. Yeah, now you can stream everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not going to be anything before Netflix has their own sports channel. Yeah, that that's we're going to tune into, and they'll, I mean, they'll probably they'll probably uh, do it better. All
1: going forward, Twitter had it last year. I mean, it's they're already starting that. It's, yeah, it's on.
0: Yeah, and like NFL, I mean, they've got their own channel that everybody just buys into and pays into that, so that way you can watch and you have so much more. V- Variation on the game. You can watch from different angles. You can replay. It's not just dpr but I mean, you know what Bill Belichick was saying on the sidelines.
2: You know, yeah. uh, one of the things I really like that they they offer, and it's they offer it on a lot of the primetime games, is like you can sort of set, you can play producer and set up your own, you know, broadcast where you're showing. You know the different angles and, and all that kind of stuff, and and that's just amazing, you know. And the the NFL, if you get like their season pass, one of the things that I I, I have not gotten it, I will get it probably next year. I think it's like ninety nine bucks, but you can go back and watch the all twenty two angle, which is, um, you know, for somebody you know a, a, you know a junkie like me, I want to see the whole thing. I feel like I'm missing everything, you know. That's being an old receivers coach, it used to always piss me off. I'm like, I, I get to see the receiver release off the ball, and he disappears. <laughs> I'm yeah. no, you know, I, I don't see it until the ball hits him, and so… You
1: want that box view.
2: Yeah, and it's not the greatest for for the casual fan on TV, but I, I want to see the whole field. I, you know, I, I can't really diagnose what's happening And if I'm only seeing the guys blocking the box, you know, so…
0: My favorite camera view is the one that's on the wire that's above oh, yeah. the uh, the quarterback or whoever it is who's yeah. in the backfield, and they have it on a gimbal, and you can just watch it. And I love that view because you can see everything, you can see where everybody's running, you can see the holes develop. Yeah, that's the, that's like, the view I like.
2: Yeah, and and you know, and and who's to say in the future they don't figure out a way? You know, they already got helmets for the quarterback that's got the special speaker in it. I, I yeah. mean, I'm telling you, they're going to put, they don't get touched that much anyway. They are going to put some sort of camera <laughs> in that helmet. So you get that, you get the, yeah. you know, first person view of that quarterback. That is coming soon. I promise you.
0: Oh, well, yeah. so we, in our, in our real jobs, we, we, we do some really cool stuff. Um, we're actually the most important people on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. listeners. Yes. Uh, y'all don't realize it, but we're we're influencing our, the our world. Our pay reflects that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs>
1: hey, yes, it does. <laughs>
0: yeah. But we've got the coolest job ever. And uh, and so in the real world, we get to play with some of these tools. And so uh, Coach Fishback was playing around with a, a 360 camera the other day. And so, yeah, if we've got that in that classroom and we're able to do some projects yeah. with it, like, what the heck? Why doesn't Tom Brady have already one of these attached to his helmet? Or we could have seen Romo get, like, just slammed a couple of times. Yeah. I actually probably yeah. would have watched that angle. Yeah. And, and I yeah.
2: think I think you're going to see it in preseason. Like, that's that's when they're going to test it out. I think they're skeptical to maybe put it into a game, you know. just They're just nervous to put it in something new. But I, I think you will start to see that. Or maybe even the Pro Bowl. You're gonna see something like that in the Pro Bowl where it doesn't count, you know what I mean? And and yeah. they'll get those special helmets. So just in case the tech breaks or or something goes, whatever, you know, that, that it doesn't give anybody a competitive advantage or disadvantage.
1: See, yeah, I think we need to start looking closely at Brady's helmet. He's probably already got some mini something in there coming out of the top yeah.
0: that
1: <laughs> Belichick or breaking stuff down every
0: week. Yeah. He's and, got the Google glasses inside. That's his visor.
2: That's what I'm well, I've already yep. I've already heard in, in and I forget where it was but some college coach had a camera on a helmet now it was in practice where nobody's getting hit so nobody's breaking the technology but they, they would go back and watch from that first person view um, and so you know the coach could look where the quarterback was looking where his head goes this is all like already happening it's just putting gotta
1: it in be Jim ball right
2: I don't remember where it was now, but I remember, and I remember thinking it was an obscure place. Like it wasn't, you know, somewhere where I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but that was a tool that they were using with the quarterbacks to, to see exactly, you, you know, cause you can't lie. You can't say, well, coach, I didn't see it. Well, hell it's right here. You know, <laughs> yeah. I see your head is looking at it, you know? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think that's coming. And I think that's a neat thing for fans, you know,
0: I'm actually surprised that there hasn't been some middle school coach in the '90s that went out or hadn't gone out to the pawn store and gotten the big one that just sits on the helmet. <laughs> it's, you stick the VHS in on the sideline.
2: <laughs> well, you keep looking at the ground, boy. God, you can't pick up my head.
0: <laughs> uh, there's got to be some some comedy clip or YouTube or or okay. SNL about that. That would be way too funny.
2: Well, I yeah. think I think the one I saw was just a GoPro taped onto the the quarterback's practice, like onto his helmet. You know, so it's I know the technology's there. They can make those cameras yeah. small and, and and put it on. You know, just a raised little a little you know knob, I guess, or a ridge right on top of the the middle of the helmet, right yeah. where you're looking. Yeah. You know, I'm a patent that right now. Actually, let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on that right now.
0: You heard it here on the Cooper, the girl, and the guy. <laughs> Quit taking my
2: ideas. Whoever, whoever's doing that, stop it.
0: That's exactly right. We're gonna make us a million dollars. Don't you have to have the idea, yes, or do we need to mail it to ourselves?
2: Uh, hey, Julia's dad's a patent attorney. I'll, I will go. I'll go ask him. I'll get that done. So that's sweet, be my pet rock. All right.
0: <laughs> so we don't even need that blue apron money No. Good. <laughs>
1: we're
0: good. Many helmets, many there you go. Well, this this podcast is brought to you by HEB. We all uh, thought about that one earlier.
2: <laughs> you know, he actually, you know, he's a big football fan and, and he actually thought about um, looking into the patent on, we were looking at helmet technology and we were talking back and forth a couple of years ago when all this concussion stuff came out and we thought, you know, how can you make a better helmet? And, and so what he had, what I had come up with the idea I was sitting around just shooting the shit with them. And I was talking, I said, you know, is,
1: is this you and Mr. H-E-B talking?
2: <laughs> no, 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 I wish it was Mr. H-E-B, Julia's dad. Um, okay. And we were talking about, you know, putting some sort of um, gel on to the exterior of the helmet instead of the, the hard plastic where you get the, the crack of, you know, the, the, Recoil of that hard plastic. What if you put a gel to soften the blow? And there, he actually found that there has already been research done into that because he he was looking into it, and um, it actually it the softer the the material actually is causes more damage because it allows the impact to stay. Rick. Yes, it it sticks together for longer, so more energy is transferred. That slick hard shell allows, yeah, it gives you a pop, but it slides off, and the energy is dissipated through that hard shell instead of you know getting stuck on there. And you're really transferring, you know, that heavyweight blow through the. I mean, I, hell, I don't know. I'm no scientist, but I I know that he looked into that, and I I thought that was interesting. So yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah, Nike came out with with a cleat that um, it's called anti-clog technology. And so if like this is your spike, um, like your dirt, you normally on a cleat, you just get stuck in there and you're carrying five extra pounds of mud and grass as you're running around the field. And this one, like you can see it, like it, there's nothing on the sole of the cleat. It's just the cleat. And they were talking about applying that to other aspects. If you can apply it to, um uh, I think they even set a helmet or, or some kind of situation like that to where you can, it's just a glancing blow instead of something that stays together for a longer period of time. Yeah, that's cool. But, but even then, like in soccer, so there's a, a movement in, um, well, California, they kind of lead the way with the little kids ones where they had to wear, it's called a halo and it's a, just a headband and it's made of Kevlar. Now I think y'all had them in your football helmets too, Jay. Uh, and they're just that neon green color and you just wear it. But then whenever you're heading the ball, you actually teach the kids to head it with that specific area and it reduces the concussions immensely. Like we are, we normally had a concussion or two every year. And then my last year there, we didn't have any, which was a a blessing because we're all going to probably be professional in something other than our sport. So to teach them that not only this is the area you're trying to head the ball with, but then to also not get injured and do it correctly. And my players, they said, hey, if we're going to wear it, you've got to wear it out here in practice as well. Old man, you might get hit in the head and then (laughs) you're no key. I said, "Okay, I'll do it. And so every practice I had mine on, too. And I found that even whenever I went up and just kind of playing around, I was much, much more aggressive than I normally was. Normally I'm just a little more reserved going in for a header, but whenever you catch these, these balls that all of a sudden they don't mean anything anymore to your head, you're going full force. Yeah. And so I wonder if, if you throw that helmet on and it no longer, like Jay, you've put on pads probably a little more closer to now than Kelsey or I have. Uh, It's
1: been a while for me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But whenever you put that on, like, what is the, is there an invincible feeling? Yeah, for
2: sure, for sure, and um, I, I, I don't know if, especially when you get to that level at the NFL, I think those guys are sacrificing their body. I mean, even I think at all levels, maybe not middle school because you just some kids just don't have the killer instinct yet. But I mean, by the time you get to even varsity in high school, you know. I don't necessarily. I think that it's not going to change your your aggressiveness. I think that it will just lessen the because we had the Kevlar inserts in the helmet. Um, Now ours were not really built for the type of helmet we had. They were just generic ones. They never stayed in the helmets very well. Um, But I think I think all it's really going to do is benefit the player. I don't know if it's going to change their play style. I think those guys are going full out regardless and there is something i mean when you have the helmet on and and you you really do kind of sell out because you do feel you know in in the old adage is the harder you go the you know that's when you start you know you know tensing up and and kind of going soft that's when you actually it hurts worse when you hit somebody full speed and you get that amazing like smack on a guy you know you get that great pop you don't feel it at all it's yeah. the ones where you kind of like, oh, this is going to hurt. Those yeah. hurt, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it would change their play style. That's interesting. I mean, I guess it goes, you know, for each individual player. But um, just knowing that, you know, that you have that protection um, is good for, for long term. I don't know if it would change the game very much other than just, you know, less injuries, which, um, you know, is always a good thing.
0: Oh yeah. Well, Kels, I kind of want to pick your brain on this now that we've hit this, uh, this, this topic, because you are a softball coach, and yeah, with, with hitting that ball, like I was looking at statistics earlier, and according, I believe it was to the U.S. Uh, consumer Sciences, they had um, the number one injury in baseball softball. The body part that was injured the most was the face.
1: Oh yeah. Um, so and just speaking.
0: So I was wondering like, Hey, if not only, cause I know girls have to wear like the helmet and they have to wear the, at least in UIL have to wear the guard around their face. But like, would it be, is it too much for a girl softball to go to, to regular wood bats? Like, would that be safer
1: mm-hmm. as opposed you know, to
0: it, this light thing that you can, I mean, everyone's trying to play home run derby whenever they're in the beer yeah. leagues.
1: You know, it's it's more than even girls' softball. Like, uh, college baseball still uses the metal metal bats and, and composite and all of that. Yeah. Um, and you can – yeah, you definitely can tell a difference uh, when you're hitting with, with a wood bat than when you're hitting with something that's, you know, got who's know what, who knows what in the core. Um, <laughs> it would definitely change the game, especially with softball. You have so much going on with slappers and things like that where they – they're hardly even using their body. It's all just using the bat as like a backboard and trying to place the ball. Um, so you would definitely lose something in the strategy. It would change the game a little bit, a little bit to go to wooden bats. Um, but, you know, you're starting to see more and more infielders playing with masks. Uh, a lot of pitchers do it nowadays. You'll see a lot of girls on the left side of the field playing with it. Um, you know, we had a girl, poor girl, last day of practice take a hot grounder to the face and immediately just, I mean, gushing blood. Like I haven't seen this much blood in, in a long time, um, but it's a, and that was just an easy hit grounder by the coach. You know, it's, it's amazing what that they're not soft, despite what the name <laughs> of the, of the game is, yeah. they, they can definitely do some damage when they're coming at you quick.
2: Well, especially um, the shortened distance. And when you mix that, like you said, those, Composite bats with—I mean—you're right on top of that batter, and if—I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah—I mean—if you get a nasty swing, it's—it's coming right at you. So,
1: yeah, we've—we've definitely had a couple of girls this last year take some shots and and go home wearing some seams.
0: Yeah. So, that's interesting. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can make some money on the uh, on the idea of the the helmet, Jay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um, No, I'll look into that. I'm, um, I'm very lazy when it comes to (laughs) following up with stuff. So, uh, but at least we have this for, you know, for the record. So if somebody does steal my idea, at least I can gripe about it. There you go. I may not make a damn set, but I will gripe about it and say I had it first.
0: Well, uh, since we, since we live in Texas, uh, when Chelsea and I kind of talked on it earlier, uh, a little pre-show, but uh, how about that Spurs finish last night?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, I think this is the best you know, I was talking to my father-in-law the other day, and I was saying, "This is the best series going right now." He's like, "Ah, I don't think so." I and, I, and, and he goes, "Well, it's been blowouts." And I said, "Yeah but it's been blowouts back and forth. And then you get yeah. the, the close game, like I, I mean, yeah. I think it is the best series going right now. Um, you know plus it's a all texas it's just there's something to it and um yeah i mean i i honestly i root for the spurs a, except for when they're playing the rockets and and i haven't been able to root for the rockets <laughs> since <laughs> since oj was free um that was literally <laughs> the last time that i rooted for the rockets when the juice was on the loose but um yeah. but it's 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 fun to see it's fun to see
1: you know, I definitely I think Houston is a team that's going to be tough to deal with for the next couple years. I think Mike D'Antoni might have finally found a place where he can settle in uh, with James Harden. Uh, but I have to think if I'm the Rockets and I saw Kawhi Leonard go down and didn't play the last part of the fourth quarter, and be like I that has yeah. to be doing something crazy to their mind right now that they lost yeah. to a Kawhi Leonard-less Spurs team.
2: They're Barcelona. sweating it. For sure, pressure's on them. For sure, yeah,
0: yeah. Kawhi Leonardless and Tony Parkerless. That,
1: that's yeah. a great point. Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, it so coming from the basketball world, like it absolutely pains me to watch Harden because he does not play defense whatsoever. And we touched on that last pod but he just yeah. doesn't play defense. And so that cat that was arguing with you and your mom at the bar, Kelsey, like I was thinking of him as I was watching the games, like that fool that yeah. nobody's talking about. Yeah. He's an offensive threat. No. Yes. He can do certain things, but he doesn't play defense. And then he just whines about everything. And, and you can tell as soon as like there's a hand even close to him, he's throwing it up just so he can try to gain that foul. And that's that's strategy, and it pisses the heck out of me. I I just hate that. That is 95% of the NBA, though. I mean, to be honest, like that is a good chunk of those guys. But that's why I like college, or one of the many reasons why I like college basketball better. But I hate Harden because he doesn't play any defense whatsoever. All he wants to do is jack up these giant shots. He wants somebody to come and set a screen for him so that way he can do whatever it is he's doing. There was a movie a couple of years ago, or it's got to be at least a decade, and I can't remember the name of it. But it was like with one of the Wayman's brothers, and he didn't—he uh, played for the Lakers and only I just shot the ball. Was it? No, I'm just playing. I just, I'm <laughs> sorry, that's the only Wayman's brother movie I know. So go ahead. I'm sorry, I messed up. Your go ahead. No, but it was this this player, and I can't remember who it is. But he uh, he always he always shot the ball and he'd score like 80, 90 points a game and like with his teammates other like 20 or 30 points, they would win all the time. And they get to the finals and he ends up passing the ball and his teammates don't know what the heck he's doing. But I feel like that's Harden except he hasn't hit that point yet where he's going to actually pass the ball. Like he's pulling the double double, but it's if he got everybody in the mix like San Antonio does, then he'd be okay. And I just, it just frustrates me to not be a player for your team and only be a player for you. That's dude, that's Michael J. Fox and teen Wolf, man.
2: When has <laughs> to not be the Wolf at the end, he's gotta be, he's gotta be regular tiny Michael J. Fox, right? You gotta get your teammates involved. Yeah. I, yeah. I hear you. It's, it's one of those things. I, I think that everybody's trying to be Jordan and not everybody's Jordan, but I think that that's where that started. and, and, if you look at, I mean, and even I, I think Kobe was really the, the last person to be really good at doing that. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, they, they grew up watching those guys. And so I think there's something to that. They're just trying to emulate that, that style.
0: It's, okay, so do y'all think, and because you hear these rumors, uh, like different negotiating aspects in a contract, but do y'all really think this happens? Uh, where they say, like, or their agents uh, say for them, hey, my player has to get X number of touches per game, or they have to have this percentage, because you know that the, if they come after it like that, then the owner of the team is going to come back and say, okay, well, if they're going to get this many touches a game, then they have to at least score this amount. They have to have this shooting percentage that goes along with that. They can't just get the ball all the time and, and not do anything with it. Like, Maybe do y'all think where that, some of
1: those incentives come from?
0: Yeah. Do you think that those are actually happening?
1: I would bet that it's not anything that's actually written into a contract, but I would not be surprised if that's part of that conversation. Uh, so yeah. I expect to be the number one option, and you know, last last shots of the game, I want drawn up for me. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. Like, there's a little bit of a sense of entitlement, um, and so it wouldn't shock me at all for that to be part of negotiations nowadays.
2: Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. And you would hope that you would hope that during the game, I mean, that it wouldn't dictate strategy. Yeah. Just because, you know, I mean, if it came down, I mean, if you're if you're the closing, I mean, if you're the shot, you, you know, you're the guy that, that shoots the, you know, the, the final shot, I mean, you're going to get the play drawn up for you, but I would hope that they're not doing that just because, yeah. but hell, I mean, I don't put it, these guys are pre-Madonna's, so I wouldn't put it, yeah. I think NBA more, I don't know, I guess I can't say that, but uh, I it just seems like that because I, I, don't I think know. so.
1: I think the NBA more so than any, any other league, and I think it's because there's fewer there's fewer players on a team. I mean, what did – the has got 12, but what did Houston play last night? Seven? Yeah. Eight? Eight? I mean
2: – Well, and no other sport – well, no other sport can one guy really make yeah. such a difference. I mean, you get a – you can have one guy change an entire franchise or entire team. Um, more so than than football, I guess. So
1: definitely, Le- LeBron James. Yeah, I mean he's been on three different teams. I mean Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland, and he's been in the the finals. What for like the last eight years?
0: Yeah,
2: no, it it's something crazy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Who who tweeted that or said that in their post game interview? Said, yeah, we don't have the best person in the in the.
1: DeMarcus DeRozan, yeah, from. Toronto.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he said
1: it would have been a sweep if we had Lebron. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is true. I mean
1: anybody yeah. who gets LeBron. Yeah. Totally, totally true.
0: Doesn't hurt. Well, sticking on that, uh, so the uh we've got two different uh different matchups in NBA and we've got two sweeps. And unfortunately, like the Spurs are still playing one and
1: Celtics Wizards.
0: Yeah, Boston won tonight, and
1: What's
0: so, yeah. so they're up three two. So that both of those will go another game at least.
2: I don't yeah. know. I, honestly, I don't know if the sweep is what you want in in this round. Like, I, I think it messes up the flow of a team. I really do. I, I think it's, especially with like baseball and football. I mean, excuse me, baseball and basketball. You're so used to playing night after night after night if you have a long layoff i think that can really screw you up um, yeah. more so than than you know getting rest i don't know i mean i guess it's depends on how you look at it but i, I would i know that if i was a coach i would want to keep going now, i'm not saying i want to take every series to seven or anything but if i you know if i get a sweep and my opponent's playing until seven and i missed three games or a potential two or three games. Like I, I think that has a negative
0: effect. Um,
1: get, get a little rusty. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you think that uh, golden state and Cleveland are uh, not exactly in the right frame of mind and they're uh, just, they're going to have trouble with uh, whoever it might be. Sure.
1: Yep. That's my hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, I, yeah, I don't know. I th- I think Cleveland's sitting pretty. I mean, I, I yeah. think that they're not going to have any trouble. I, I would like to think that one of the Texas teams would give, you know, the Warriors a look. you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard for them when you play them because, you know, they shoot so damn well. Yeah. You know, yeah. they shoot a three, you score a two. They yeah. shoot a three you miss a two, they shoot a three. It's like, damn, what's happening, you know? Like, all of a sudden, they it feels like they can come back at any moment, but when they get up six on you or five on you, it feels like so far away, you know? It's so hard to come back on on a team like that. And I think that's how the, you know, we talk about nobody playing defense. I I think that's really how the NBA is moving. Um, You've got these guys that are huge that, Everybody's playing like. I mean, you have very few big men that that make an impact anymore. you got like DeAndre Jordan, who is a big dude, but he—they're paying that guy a ton of money, and and he's honestly a liability. It's yeah. not the days of, of Patrick Ewing and Shaq and and those guys anymore. Um,
0: it yeah, it's just, a shooter's it league.
2: Yeah, it really isn't. You know, and and I think guys like, I mean my Rockets homerism here, but like, I mean, I think a guy like, or even David Robinson, I think could have done well in today's league. I think Hakeem Elijahwan could have done well because those were big guys, but they didn't play like, you know, feet stuck in the mud, big, big guys, you know, yeah, they played
0: outside of 12 feet too. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. heard, a I heard a new position uh, today. They're talking about Ben Simmons, the rookie uh, with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. and they described him as a point forward what? and i just was thinking what the, that's not no we're just making shit up now like well
2: and and everybody oh yeah God. and even the big guys like even like dudes like you know thon maker that that are like crazy looking huge yeah. long guys they all grew up watching the N one you know stuff and yeah. so that they, they want to play like that that that's You know, they all practice those moves, and they want the ankle breaker, and and they want all that stuff, and so nobody likes to bang. Plus, they don't let them bang like they used to, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, you hear those stories about, like, Chicago going into Detroit, and you're lucky that no one just pulled out a shank on somebody else.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
2: Charles Oakley would literally (laughs) assault people every game, you know, Uh, and <laughs> and it was just the thing, you know. He did it, so yeah.
0: Well, I remember reading a story about Rodman. Whenever because he was a janitor in Detroit and at at the stadium, and like one of the coaches was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" And he's like, oh, "I work here." And they kind of gave him a little tryout, and then he goes in, and they like, "Yeah, you can play." And he played ball in college. He just happened to be between jobs and was and was working at the stadium and they're like, do you want to do this? And he's like, yeah. And so they paid him. They said, okay, you're going to be our guy. We want you to get kind of crazy. And he's like, okay. And so then he has this persona now. Yeah.
2: And, And even if you remember him, he wasn't even necessarily a super physical. I mean, he was physical, but not, he was physical, like an annoying physical, not necessarily like I'm going to use my giant size to just, you know, body you up. He was just all over the damn yeah. place. he's it like was, a spider monkey, man. He was jumping all over yeah. people and clawing on them, and
0: and yeah, so. it was more high energy than physical. Yeah, yeah. Like physical towards like I'm gonna go lay out, go catch this ball. Like yeah. I remember having that Sports Illustrated where you unfolded the page and it was Dennis Rodman, and it, mm-hmm. that was like a nice poster. And he's laid out like seven, eight feet trying to go get that ball. He's diving into the stands.
2: I think yeah. of like Barkley is I love
1: to have been a fly on the wall on those conversations between Dennis Rodman and Greg Popovich back when Rodman played with the Spurs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What what do you think it was like? Do you think that Pop was ever just like, "Oh my god, what did I I get myself into?" Or do you think Pop was level-headed enough to go, "All right, let's use this. Let's diversify."
1: Oh, I know a smart dude. I think he figured out how to use it.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, and he also caught him at like his craziness, like when when Rodman yeah. was with the Bulls, he was still a basketball player. He wasn't like the train wreck that is <laughs> Kim Jong Un's best friend, Dennis Rodman. You know,
0: he's a diplomat now, Jay. Come on, <laughs> oh, give me credit. Yeah.
2: Ooh, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I was um, I was reading some news to switch over to uh, some football stuff here. Um, so last year, I don't know if you guys remember, but Tajay Sharp was the talk of the Titans. Had a great camp. Everything was going so well for him. Didn't really show up in the season, uh, but he just uh, <laughs> he just beat a man unconscious. After what? after a guy made a comment about uh, you're probably going to get less playing time because the Titans drafted Corey Davis and so he Yikes. just beat him. Um, it, the quote says punched him or punched him in the face to the point of unconsciousness.
1: Yeah, oh, so now he's going to get less playing time. That was stupid.
2: Yeah. So the. You know, you got to have a thicker skin than that, bud.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh <laughs> man. You can't
1: listen to the haters, man.
2: That's um that's like Trump level, you know, like <laughs> you can't let <laughs> it get to you like that. So.
0: Oh. Yeah, yeah so do kidding. you think the league ever uh would ever reach out to him and want him to be on the show and talk crap about him? Mm, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. But don't those guys know that hey, I've got I have a limited time and then they're going to get rid of me.
1: You would think so.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's a second year guy and God, I mean, yes, yes, because they go through those damn rookie symposiums and they, they bring up the Ray Rices. They, they bring those guys up. Yep. The Plaxico Burrises, yeah. they tell them, you know, but it's just one of those things. It's like, Hey, it's not going to happen to me or you know, again. They're knuckleheads, some of them, and they just – they've been given stuff that most normal people haven't – it's not even that they've been given stuff. That's the wrong phrase because their talent has gotten them there, but um, they they have been treated differently than somebody without talent. I think that's the better way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's some entitlement there because they – that's just their norm. You know.
1: Yeah, they think they're always gonna be the guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so sad. Yeah. Well I uh that, Go that ahead, Kelsey.
1: about to get paid. That that guy that got beat up, he's gonna he's gonna walk away with some with a pretty nice settlement, I'm
2: sure. Yeah, I need to start I guess I need to start making some, some rounds at the preseason games and start <laughs> letting players know that your playing time's about to suffer, yep. but <laughs> see what happens just start
1: being a total jerk <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah what's uh um you know i need a, a shooter mcgavin to hire me you yeah. suck <laughs> yeah um if nothing else i could use a, a meal at red lobster so
1: hey there you go mm-hmm. there you go <laughs>
0: Yeah, now you just got to find your guy that you can uh, just straight up talk and uh, you can get close enough to without the restraining order. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who I can I can pinpoint. So,
1: Yeah, well, we can do some research on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Was he just like on
2: a roid rage? Like- I, I think he was just at a bar or something and, and some guy said, hey, you know, it's probably, I mean, I'm sure the guy was being an asshole, but, you know. Yeah. You got to let that roll off. You you didn't play that well, number one. Yeah. You know, and he, he the hell, the guy's probably right because you he was not a first-round pick, so, you know.
0: Well, even first-round yeah. picks. I remember, Jay, was it last year we were looking at, like, the Heisman, the, the Heismans of the past? Yeah. And it's like, come on, are you kidding me? Like, these guys don't even last.
2: Yeah, those, you're right. And I think there's something to that, like, I I think that is, um, I mean, you see it all the time. You see guys, some of the best players in the NFL came from schools that people never heard of, you know? Um, I mean, I hate to, is not my favorite guy, but like a Joe Flacco, um, especially quarterbacks seem to come, be able to come out of those small schools and and be able to play. I mean, I know everybody, I guess it's a little bit different with the, the bigger time like your wide receiver and and running back, usually those guys, you know, come from bigger schools, I guess. But everybody always uses Jerry Rice as the example, but he's sort of the exception, not the, you know. But you look at, I mean, hell, Randy Moss, you know. I mean, there are some guys Mm -hmm. that come from small schools that end up being really good. So, and and, you know, I think Corey Davis is one of those guys. So, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I think you kind of screw up your spot there. I mean, you got to play to. You got a young quarterback in Mariota, um, and you hate to be doing stuff like that because they don't really have another. I mean, they have old Richard Matthews who played great last year, but I mean, you were going to be the guy last year. And if you just kind of keep your damn mouth shut and, and your fists in your pockets <laughs> instead of you know all over some guy's face, then you might you might end up in a, a really good spot, but. Right? Yeah.
0: Well, uh, one thing that I saw, and it was on Twitter, and I think I might have seen it on Instagram, was this kicker who kicked the 81-yarder in pads.
2: Yeah, but, man, yeah.
0: Is this just an absolute gimmick? Like, give it to me straight, y'all.
2: Okay, so there's two things. Number one, it's off a tee. There's no pressure. There's no hold. Um, it's it's set up exactly how you want it and there's nobody rushing i mean yes the angle that you're going to have to kick that ball at to hit an 80 yard field goal is going to be bouncing off the lineman's face you know yes. especially in the nfl where you got they're going to put that 67 dude right in the middle with his arms up you know and, and yeah. You just, it's it's, yeah it's not a practical thing i don't think it it looks cool and I mean, it shows that you have a strong leg. I think there's something to that, but I, I, nobody's kicking damn eight. I mean, there's a reason why they don't do that, you know. There's a reason why 60 is really the the top end, and, and it's really only done in Denver, you <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, So,
1: You know, that kicker at UT used to post some crazy videos of himself kicking some pretty far field goals or doing a backflip before. And he couldn't kick a point after. Uh, yeah. So I, I really I, I take those Twitter videos with a big old grain of salt these days.
2: Yeah, I think that's just a little self promotion, getting your name out yes. there. So,
1: for sure, for
2: sure. It's a well, good way to. It's probably a good way to win you a bet at the bar, though. You know. Oh yeah. So.
1: Oh yeah. Impress some girls that mm-hmm. way for sure.
0: So uh, I I saw this I think it was yesterday about Legarrette Blunt and the Pats. What was the uh, so? It kind of explained this to me. So uh, the headline that I've got pulled up is: New England Patriots have issued a May nine tender to free agent running back Legarrette Blunt, according to league sources. What are they talking about? So. Uh-
2: and I I don't know exactly the the full deal on this but I did read that like he's the only one that has gotten this tender so I think it's I think it's something to do like I think they didn't have to offer it to him now they could have waited and gotten him cheaper but I think that they're sort of somewhere in the middle of like we don't want to offer you the full contract because you know like but if we if we go ahead and lock you up now, it's like extending the olive branch a little bit. I, apparently, it doesn't happen very often. I think he's the only person this year to get this this contract uh, or this type, you know, on this day. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the Patriots are honestly doing with their running backs. I feel like they have so many freaking running backs right now. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, hell, who am I to question what they're doing? But, damn, you got you got Gilsley, you got James White, who you say you love. You got Dion Lewis that before he got hurt a couple years ago was way better than James White. I mean, he was a stud. And, yeah. you know, you're bringing Blunt back who had a great year last year. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they read the news on Tajay Sharp and they, you know, got excited about guys that punch people in the face and it's like, we need to lock this guy up for Lock him yeah. up. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what it's yeah. all about, but Yeah. That well, con- do you think- honestly, that contract stuff sometimes is out of my wheelhouse, you know. Yes. Well, well, is this
1: he this one I I feel like I remember hearing it's kind of weird, like it basically shortens his period where he can sign with someone else and after a certain date if he doesn't sign with anyone else he can only pay play for the Patriots if he does sign with someone else you know they get one of those compensatory picks and if he winds up with the Patriots it's like for the same salary that he's playing for this year which hell they couldn't have been paying him much I th- so yeah. I mean, well Kels
0: would you would you get him again would you take him
1: depends how much i'm paying for him am i gonna draft him probably not
2: <laughs> yeah not with that backfield right now because because i think I think Gillisley is the i mean he is a better goal line back yeah. um, and he's younger and he's and he's yeah. probably got fresher legs so
1: a little chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. yeah
2: i mean and i know that from experience because his dumbass took like every single one of LaShawn McCoy's touchdowns last year. I was like, dude, get that guy sure did. off the field. Sure so, did. I mean, he's good at goal line situations. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: Was that going to be it for, for NFL talk? I, that's all I really got, man. I mean, it is like the absolute dead of off season. So
2: there's not yeah, much. I, I think that you know, it's every. It's all optimism talk. Everybody's going to have this bounce back year. You know, people are talking about Doug Martin's going to be the man this year. It's like I'll wait and see that. Um, I know
1: sixteen games into twelve.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, the the Cardinals just signed um, Blaine Gabbert to a year deal. I think that's. Sure. I think that's just a you know, if Carson goes down, at least he can we can have somebody to hand the ball off to David Johnson.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> you know, I think Browns re-signed Isaiah Crowell, who I think might have a sneaky yeah. good year this year. Yeah. Um they've they've done a lot to to kind of help him out with um some of the the offensive line. And I know that I mean, Hugh Jackson's gonna run the ball. And he had some he had some pretty good success. Um, you know his numbers were a little bit skewed last year because he had a bunch of really really long runs, but there's not a ton going on right now. I mean, it's all you're
1: not you're not worried about Osweiler coming in and really turning that into a pass-heavy offense.
2: Please, um, <laughs> no, no. I think we, you know, it still blows my mind that Houston paid that guy any money at all, in And a
0: ton of money. But
2: at least, at least they did the smart thing and they cut their losses and they got rid of them. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stupid move, stupid move. But at least you, you know, you lessened the impact of that stupidity.
1: Most definitely. And he'll go off to quarterback purgatory where he probably belongs.
2: Yeah. I think, I don't know. I think old, like it was a Kessler. I think he, played okay you know I mean and for the Browns that's that's like that's pretty good (laughs) you got got a QB that's playing okay I mean you've seen (laughs) you've seen the list of their QBs in like the last (laughs) like the last 10 years it's insane so
1: yes more than some franchises I've had total yeah
2: I think they said the last the last guy to play a 16 game season for the Browns is something like it was like Tim Couch or something like it was it was crazy
0: so
1: that's insane and he wasn't even that good.
0: no yeah well uh, speaking of, of good or bad, let's switch over to college football. So they uh, with all the top 25 that's that's happening and, and you've got all the coaches in the offseason that are having their spring days and their spring games and, and trying to, to broadcast themselves and make themselves look bigger and better than what they are. Uh, what what top 25 team are you buying? And you're like, yeah, the, these guys will stick. And when, which ones are, are you just going to completely just sell on? Just be like, no, I'm not taking them for anything.
1: I think it's – is it week one where Florida State and Alabama match up? And I think that's going to tell us a lot about both of those teams. Um, Alabama, of course, lost a ton of pieces to the draft they always do. Yeah. Um and I'm I'm intrigued by Florida State. They've got that quarterback coming back. Um and that they've got a freshman running back. I can't think of his name right now, but he enrolled early in the spring game. So, I think Florida State might actually uh surprise some folks and and sneak into the playoffs this year.
2: Yeah, I you know, I think that it's so crazy when you get like powerhouse games like that so early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's always so hard to tell. It, you know, there there will be a couple teams that come out of nowhere um, now, yeah, whether right. they're true contenders or not, or whether their schedule is soft or whatever it is. But it's so hard to tell with college. I mean, you you're gonna have you're gonna have your top teams. I think Michigan's gonna be good again, um, mm-hmm. but. It's uh, you know who knows after if you take out those big powerhouses uh, you know it really is a crapshoot. Yeah.
0: yeah. So are y'all thinking it's gonna be a powerhouse year again? If you're if you're one of those elite teams you, that that's what's gonna keep you in.
1: They make it pretty hard for anyone that's in the group of five to make it in. You know you've got to be one of those power five conferences, and even then you could win your conference, be power five, and still still not make it into the playoff. So I just I don't see how anyone who's not in one of the big five conferences makes it in.
0: Well, okay, so do you think Big 12, let's just start with them. Big 12, they're <laughs> around here. I mean, yeah. last year they started off being, yes, they're going to do okay, and then by the time it was all said and done, I mean, everyone's kind of looking around going, hang on, we're, we're supposed to be better than this.
1: I think with the with the way the big twelve is right now, if you're gonna be the twelve championship and make it in, you pretty much have to go undefeated to be yeah. honest because you, there's that that conference just doesn't have a good reputation right now. Now, you know if Texas turns things on and and they play play a lot better and, and uh, okay State and um, Oklahoma play the way how they have been playing, then you know maybe you can you can handle a loss or two, but oh man, they just always seem like they're gonna be the first conference left out.
2: yeah it's it it does you know it's funny how how it flips and yeah but there is something to you know everybody's always saying the sec sec but you know there was a time when all the big 12 teams were were really good um yeah but it it seems like it's not you know it it sucks it sucks when when texas is getting beat every week you know it you know it really yep. does lessen the conference when you have your premier team and you got teams like Oklahoma State playing better than you and, and stuff you know it's like ooh goodness it it really does you know dampen that that national uh you know appearance and opinion of you so
0: well and they're yeah. preseason 6 i think like 5 or 6
2: yeah mm-hmm. and they're better than i'm giving them credit for you know I mean, Mike Gundy is 40, you know, so, you know, he's a man.
1: Yeah. 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 I, You know, they had that controversial loss last year um, on that Hail Mary play that it turned out shouldn't have, have been awarded. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you all saw, but after they won the Alamo Bowl, they went ahead and counted that loss as a win on their Alamo Bowl rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, you're not A&M. Like, there's no need to make up fake wins and fake championships here. Yeah,
2: it's, uh, you <laughs> know, that, I boring. did see that, that they put that on the ring. God. That's just, uh, yeah, it's- I hope that ring goes on their middle finger too. I got. I hope they all got <laughs> its size for their middle finger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. so then let's go to uh, the SEC. I'm going to sell on LSU. I don't, LSU, I think they're in the top. 20, they might even be in the top 10, um, that maybe just outside. But they uh, I, I don't think that they're going to do as good. But it, it is LSU. But I just think it that's such a tough conference, and you've got new coach, you got new quarterback, and I know you can plug some guys in that can run that system. But I, I think there's just too many other big, big schools and big programs that are going to just run over them and, and just run through them.
2: Yeah, it is so hard. It is so hard to stay at the top of that yeah. conference, unless you're you Alabama. Know? Yeah, and even yeah, it, exactly. And, and even the teams that come in second, uh, you beat, you get beat up. Like it's so easy to take a loss in that conference that yeah. it's really, really hard to to compete for a national championship unless you beat Alabama. You know, yeah. and yeah, and that's been proven to be very, very difficult <laughs> the last. Yeah. Time. Yeah
0: you know, 10 years, so. Definitely. Well, what do y'all think on uh, – so, I know the – was it the Big Ten? We've still got Michigan and Ohio State, excuse me, the Ohio State, who are going to be duking it out. And then Wisconsin's in State, there, too. Yeah, Penn
1: State looked good last year. They'll probably be pretty pretty good this year. I think James yeah. Franklin did some good stuff with them.
2: Michigan State had a really good defense last year. But, you know, I mean, Iowa – came up out of nowhere, um, but who knows with them, you know. I, I think that they they will struggle, unless you're one of those top teams, unless you're those two top teams you, you just said, I, I think you kind of struggle to play with everybody else in the SEC. You may look good for the Big Ten, but when you go up against those other schools, you really got to bring your A game, and, and you got to play a perfect game. Um, and yeah. I think that, again, that's that's hard to do hard to do you, you may look good against other light competition but when you get with those big boys in the SEC man there there really is something to that they're they're whipping at everybody's ass. They're making you know people look foolish. So
0: yeah. Definitely. Well do you think the um anybody on the West Coast can put up some numbers and and really make an effective run for
2: Uh, Well, they will put up numbers. That's you know they're going to throw for seven thousand yards. Somebody will, but I don't. Do
0: do y'all really think that they're going to be in contention, championship contention? No, I don't see anybody.
1: As much as as much as it pains me to say it, USC probably has the best shot out of any of them. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think they're going to compete with the with the SEC or the Big Ten they might be a four seed coming in and getting their butt kicked by the one seed, but that's, that's probably it. They'll have some
2: athletes, but I I don't think that they can compete top to bottom on on a roster. So so not
0: another UW or Stanford?
2: No, I think it's so hard to, you know, usually that West coast style of play just does not match up well with, you know, the SEC play. So, it's tough man it really is unless you got a whole team of NFLers like you know yeah. you know the USC Texas game so yeah. it's you know still the best game best college game ever i think heck yeah
1: <laughs> heck yeah that finish was electric yeah. man
2: longhorn network plays it all the time i still watch
1: it dude. oh yeah <laughs> I, still watch it. I see it every time i go into heb yeah. it's it's going on their tv i love yeah. it but yeah i'll stop and watch it for a little bit every time
0: well uh so we're gonna wrap up with this so tom herman this week decided to uh he put up some posters in the restrooms i don't know if y'all heard about this the new coach for YouTube. <laughs> the
1: dehydration charts. Yeah. Yeah. yes
0: <laughs> Now, I I think we've all like we've preached to our players, hey, you've gotta you gotta stay hydrated, and and I know that throughout my coaching career, like I've seen that uh, around. Um, yeah, I think it's hey, you gotta you gotta realize what you're doing here, uh, I guess. But yep. uh, but preaching it, but then he also took a sledgehammer to some of their lockers yep. in their locker room. Yeah. That and then, was-
2: you, you should have ch- taken a practice swing before the cameras came out because uh, it looked bad. And yeah. the, the, the funny thing about the uh, this is the last thing I'll say. The funny thing about <laughs> that that p chart is this is the first thing that came to my mind. I thought, oh wow, you know, coach that really cares about hydration and you know that's great, and he's trying to help these players play at optimum you know performance and peak physical condition. There is an assistant coach that is the piss coach. I promise you that <laughs> yes. because they are not yes. policing themselves. There is a dude walking around <laughs> holding up a, a chart like uh, with paint splotches, you know, holding it up to the urinals. Uh-huh. And you know there is. I mean, some dude is getting paid uh-huh. about some GA. It's And so that that's what makes me laugh about that whole thing. I mean, it's great that he's doing that, but I just – I just picture that guy going home and you know having to <laughs> tell his wife, you know, is it, why you got piss all over your shoes. <laughs> Better leave him outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's good stuff.
0: Well, yeah. so yep. what was uh? So my question to y'all because we're all we've all been coaches, and uh, what is what's so. Herman went in with the sledgehammer and he's blowing up these like these are UT's locker rooms very, very nice. And like he's smashing these things. And obviously they're going to have somebody else come in and fix them. And he didn't ruin anything like very, very expensive. Just some lockers. But what would or what have uh, y'all destroyed in your coaching career to try to make an impact?
1: Okay, so this, I, I have actually not destroyed anything, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, tell a story on one of my coaching buddies, uh, Coach Sharky, who y'all are familiar with.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, in my first my first season coaching uh, with, with Coach Sharky, we had a little bit of a frustrating beginning to our season. Uh, we were at a tournament, uh, and Taylor, I want to say, some things weren't going well. Uh, and She's wearing a nice hoodie because it's windy out and she grabs her hoodie by the collar and went full on Hulk Hogan and split her <laughs> hoodie about halfway down. Um, and I wish I wish that I would have had a camera on to get footage of the girls faces because it was just a couple girls in the bench, but they looked over and you, they were just like, oh, my God, Coach Shark, Sharky just ripped her hoodie in half. She is so mad. What is going to happen? And they all scurried to the front of the dugout. Um, and that, I have That's never great. seen anything like that since then or before then. That was a one-in-a-kind, one-in-a-lifetime of one in once in a lifetime kind of sighting right there.
2: Did she, did she pre-cut it? It worked, though. We like won, Hogan? We won like <laughs> did, she, did she?
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> I need to show y'all a picture. We got her a Hulk Hogan outfit after that. Nice. Uh, and so she's all dressed up like, like Hulk.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I—I awesome. I, I don't know. I've, I'm sure I've thrown a couple of whiteboards down and and broken some markers in some locker rooms. You know, some dry erase markers, throwing them against boards. But I never threw a headset because <laughs> they're too <laughs> damn expensive. I didn't want that coming out of my check. So that would be about the only thing I think I would throw. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't have any good throwing throwing breaking stuff stories.
0: I had a a coach whenever I was doing my student teaching and he uh he goes hey first day he goes this is just a little advice from me to you he goes first day of school what you need to do he goes set a trash can in the front of the room and he goes and you let the bell ring let everybody get settled in and they're, they're still gonna be talking and he goes wait about 30 seconds and he goes then just quietly walk in and he goes, boot the trash can completely across the room. He goes, put it away so you're kicking it, not in, into anybody, but like kick it just direct so everybody can see it launch. And he goes, I promise you, you will not have another discipline issue the rest of the year. <laughs> and I laughed and I was like, Brandenburg, have you ever done that? And he just kind of looked at me and I was like, oh my God. And this guy, he played for TLU and then he went to the combine and tried out, he was a six 6'4 just linebacker of a human being. And just nicest, most wonderful guy you'd ever want to meet. But I was like, "Oh my God, he's done this." Yeah. Um, I never got the chance. I never had the guts to to do that. Um, it just wasn't a part of my character and my attitude in my classroom. But I did. I cracked a uh, a Nalgene bottle against a wall. Nice. Oh,
1: nice.
0: Yeah. It was a. Uh, I did it away. I was so pissed off after just the most heartbreaking loss a one zero in the it basically the very last minute of a game against our rival that we were working on forever and we lost it. And it just sucked so, so bad. And so I walked into the yeah. coach's office and I chunked it and that thing cracked. And so halfway I was proud because I mean, I, I broke it, but the other half I was,
1: plastic.
0: I was pissed because then I had to clean up all my Gatorade everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it can definitely get you get gets your blood going, and it's tough. It's tough, especially those those hard losses like that.
0: So what y'all can't see is uh, Kels just sent us a a text message of um, of Coach Sharkey. I'll see if I can't throw that somewhere, yeah, like in the. In like maybe as the uh, as like the artwork or something for this week. I think that'd be hilarious if I could put that one. that would
1: be fantastic. Yeah, that's
0: good stuff. <laughs> All right. So uh so last question before we leave. Uh Shaq for sheriff, y'all in? Yeah. Oh man.
2: Shaq for FBI director.
1: <laughs> Let's do it.
0: Let's yes. Let's do it. Please dear God. I'd love that. <laughs>
2: He don't he don't take shack food from nobody.
0: <laughs> no.
1: No, not even the Russians.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be great. I'd love that. I would absolutely love yeah. that.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: all right, anything else? Anything else we forgot?
2: No, man. That's I all I feel I've got. Like, We're good. Yeah. I feel like until stuff kicks back off or you know, I, I need to catch up on these basketball games, so. <laughs>
0: Well, there's another good one. We got uh, we got the Spurs and and the Rockets tomorrow. Jay, are you pulling for the Rockets? Just curious.
2: Uh yeah, I mean if yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm muting you right now. Yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> and then uh Kels, who do you like who do you hope that uh well, I guess it's kind of tough. Who do you hope that the winner of the Spurs – well, Spurs Rockets are going to play the Warriors, but then who do you hope they play, Boston or Cleveland? Because I I don't think the Wizards are going to pull it out.
1: No. Here's what I'll say is LeBron is one and two against the Spurs in the NBA Finals, and I would love to make that one and three. Um So I'm not afraid of anyone. Bring on, bring on Cleveland. Let's do it.
0: Sweet. I mean, if you're gonna take them down, you got (laughs) to take them down. You got to win, win the big one.
1: That's what I'm saying. Let's do it.
0: All right. Well, um, so uh, our twitters. You can follow Coach Jones at SportyKJ. Uh, You can call it. Follow Coach Fishback at Coach Fishback or myself at Coach Nathan A. And you can follow us at TGTGATG. We do have a Gmail, TGTGATG at gmail.com. Uh, this episode was uh, sponsored by HEB. Yeah, HEB, H- yeah, we're looking for y'all to get sponsor at us. <laughs> All right.
2: Adios. All right. Go Rockets. Oh, go
1: Spurs,
2: go. Go <laughs> yes.
0: We're killing that.
2: Uh, see y'all next week. Edit that out.